Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Gary Plummer, President and CEO, Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to Issues 2019. Thank you very much, Steve. You've been with us a couple of times on the show. You, you know oh, how you know how this works, don't you? Absolutely. I always <laughs> look forward to it. Let's begin with your annual meeting coming up November 19th. Uh, what's on the agenda for that evening? What are you going to be doing that night? Well, we have two uh, political commentators who are going to be joining us that night, and they're going to be moderated by our current chairman of the board, Michael Monteferranti. Uh, that includes Michael Steele, uh, who has been a former lieutenant governor of Maryland and also served uh, as a chairman of the Republican National Committee. And then we also have Paul Begalia, who uh, is a CNN political commentator and was formerly an advisor to President Bill Clinton. So it should have at least a little balance there, huh? I think so. Yeah. Uh, actually, both of them are kind of considered moderates, but they do come from a little different uh, place on the spectrum. Uh, we're looking at not just uh, what's happening in Washington, but really throughout the throughout the world. All right, and uh, will the uh, Mr. Will your commentary, your uh, chair, your uh, moderator, will be capable of separating them if they go to blows or anything? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Michael uh, played football for Boise State, so I think he'll be just fine. Think he can handle himself? Yes, well, sir. All right. How many people uh, actually attend that annual meeting, Gary? Uh, we usually have between about 1,200 to even up to 3,000. Uh, I know the very first year I was here, we had former President George W. Bush, and uh, we had about 3,000 people that night. And I think the only time we've ever topped that was when Charles Koch appeared at the event and was interviewed by uh, the folks who are from the Morning Joe program. Yeah, that was a, that was a big one. Now, uh, who, who goes to these uh, meetings? Is it just chamber members? Well, certainly uh, the overwhelming majority are members of the chamber, uh, and we have a lot of companies who sponsor the event and uh, bring their top employees there. This year our presenting sponsor is Interest Bank, for example. Uh, other top sponsors include Cox, Spirit, and Evergy. So it's certainly uh, dominated by the business community, but we have folks uh, from throughout the community uh, who are there because they're interested in the topic. And we also uh, even offer a discount for somebody who wants to come just for the program, Skip the Mill, uh, which is a pretty, pretty affordable, entertaining evening for folks. So you take, have tickets available then? Yes, sir. Go to Bureau webpage, I guess. Yes, uh, <laughs> go to wichitachamber.org. <laughs> uh, you know, who are some of the other guest speakers you've had in past years? You, you had Jim named some pretty big ones right there. And yes, and uh, in recent years, we had uh, Dick Vitale and Coach Marshall were on the stage together. We've had Dr. Condoleezza Rice and, and Bob Gates, both formerly uh, Secretaries of State. Uh, we had Mary Matlin and James Carville. Uh, that was before my time, as well as uh, the uh, first President Bush, George H.W. Bush, was with us as well. So we've had some 
really significant speakers. I, I think I've heard you talk on your program about Doris Kearns Goodwin. Did you make that event? Yes. Uh, she is one of my favorite his, history writers, uh-huh. and I was able to uh, corner her somehow and get my book autographed. Uh, oh, good for you. Team of Rivals. So, yes. And it was, yeah. you, you know, you know you've got some great speakers. I mean, it, really, there's some people that are very, very interesting. So I'm looking forward to this one coming up. Yes, sir. It'll be great. Chamber uh, recently sponsored its big annual business mixer called Exposure. How did that go, Gary? That's always a popular event for our members. Uh, We had over 200 exhibitors and about 1,800 visitors that day uh, at Century 2. It was a very successful event. And I have exhibitors tell me all the time how much business they can do in one day, not strictly at their booth, but by also circulating throughout the hall and seeing a lot of their customers and potential customers in in the room for the day. And uh, just a great uh, response from that. We actually kicked it off uh, with a breakfast where the keynote speaker was the the owner of the Wichita baseball team. Uh, Lou was with us, and uh, a lot of his uh, top executive leadership was there. So we had a great day. You know, on something like that, I would say – if you're going to be there, have somebody stay in your booth, and then the other person go out and just circulate, like you were talking about. Oh no! You got to you got to get on on foot and talk to people because there's tons of interesting people there. There are, and uh, that's certainly a formula for success. We see a lot of our members who uh, do not do a booth, but are still at that event, and they're doing exactly that. They're making some great contacts around the room. The chamber has made use of the Century Two facilities many, many times over the years, and. Now there's public discussion over the future of uh, Century 2, as you know, and city plans are for performing uh, uh, arts and convention facilities. Is the chamber taking any position on, on that? Well, the only uh, role that we have carved out at this time is we're one of the uh, five or six uh, business and community organizations who have invested dollars in this master plan process that's underway right now. Uh, and we stepped up and did that. Uh, partially with the assistance of W, which formerly was YPW, and they're our young professional organization. And also the Wichita Educational Foundation helped us uh, with that financial commitment as well. And so right now we're going through a community input process. We had 450 people attend four different tours of the riverfront uh, just last week. And I think a lot of folks have, have enjoyed sharing their ideas and asking questions. There's definitely not a, uh, a plan yet. Uh, we're anxious to see what may come out before the end of the year, and then we'll have to decide at that point uh, where the chamber stands on the different scenarios that will probably be evaluated at that time. I tell you what, I've already seen some disagreement about what to do with the, with the round structure known as Century 2. Uh, any thoughts on that at all? Well, certainly there's a lot of support for that, and it is an iconic image, uh, particularly from the air in Wichita. And, uh, you know, we're very sensitive to that, and we're gathering a lot of input. There are some advocacy groups out there now who have uh, kind of uh, planted their flag in the ground on saving Century 2. Our coalition is not an advocacy group. Uh, We're just about developing a vision for the future of that area. We think it has a will have a, a long-lasting impact on our region. And uh, so we're trying to keep an open mind and let the planning process play itself out. Let's talk a little bit about the, the structure of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, 
you have, I know you have a building. I know you have employees. Are there uh, various committees or groups within the the chamber that function? Absolutely. Uh, Yes. uh, Our forefathers at the chamber in the early 70s bought a piece of ground and built that building. Uh, It was later added onto in the mid-80s. We just invested about a half a million dollars in that structure two years ago as part of our centennial at the chamber uh, and really refreshed the look of of the space, particularly on the ground floor. And we also took care of a lot of deferred maintenance like uh, roofing and the boiler and that sort of thing. So we're very proud of that building and the foresight that uh, the folks before me and before all of us had at the chamber. We have 20 staff people in that building. We also have a few small organizations who rent a little bit of space from us too. Uh, and But it's a pretty busy place. And we, as you said, we have a very active committee structure. I've got a board of directors of about 50 business and community leaders. And uh, they set they set the direction, and our role as a staff is to execute on that plan. That, that's what I was interested in. Now, now, the, how often do they meet, Gary? The board of directors meets every other month. Okay. We have an executive committee uh, made up of about 20 leaders that meets on those alternating months. Uh, we have a planning retreat coming up uh, in late October, which we'll do at Newman University. And we're looking at the final touches on a, a three-year strategic plan that the board and the staff work together on uh, and under the leadership of uh, Chairman Monte Ferranti and also with a lot of help from Ed O'Malley from the Kansas Leadership Center to help facilitate that process. So we're excited about the future of the chamber and where we're headed. I'm, I'm sure you're not going to ask me to be on the board, but... Uh... Who, who do you get to, to you sit would, on? You your, would make a fantastic board member. No, no, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I would I would be napping probably. Who? Do, but who do you get? How do you find? Who do you choose for something like that? Well, um, we try to have a balance, uh, male, female, small business, big business. Uh, we try to be very inclusive uh, with different sectors of the community. Uh, some of our leaders right now that will uh, are in line to follow Chairman Monteferranti include Janetta Everett with Delta Dental, uh, who will be our chairman. Actually, uh, she'll be going by the title of chair. Uh, chair, not chairman. Yeah, Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. And uh, we're very proud of the leadership role she's already played with us on issues like diversity and inclusion. And then following her will be Ben Hutton uh, with Hutton uh, Corporation. And uh, he's a fantastic emerging leader in our community, been very involved in in this uh, Riverfront project, for example. And then we have some other uh, folks who play a a key leadership role. Our vice chairman of talent is Gabe Schlickall from Meritrust Credit Union, and our vice chairman of small business is Joy Akins, and Greg Klenda from Klenda Osterman is our vice chair of membership. And like I say, we have 45 to 50 folks on that, including some folks from McConnell Air Force Base, for example. So it's a pretty good cross-section of the community. Okay. Is there lunch? Oh, never mind. Lunch is provided. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Gary Plummer, President and CEO, Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. South Central Kansas has struggled since the 2008 recession. And I'll just tell you, I had a conversation with uh, Pat Hanran from United Way the other day, and uh, he said as far as uh, charitable organizations, they're still not recovered from this thing. Uh, what do you think? Is the local economy fully recovered, partially recovered? Will we ever be the same again? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Uh, 
I got here in 2011, so it, I was right on the heels of the major recession uh, that started in 2008. We have seen the chamber uh, make a comeback since then. Uh, our membership is up probably about 15 or 20 percent since 2008 and 2009, and so we're seeing uh, some positive trends. I also think that just in the last three or four years, you've seen some things going on in the aviation sector that are very promising for the future. And I can see where, you know, for example, uh, when Textron merged the Beechcraft and Cessna operations in our community, they certainly uh, found some economies of scale. But we're so fortunate that that merger occurred because uh, that has kept a lot of control here locally, and they're able to continue supporting organizations like United Way and the Chamber and, and many others. So we see a pretty positive uh, economy right now. And of course, there are folks uh, speculating about what may be coming in the future, uh, but we'll just hold on tight and deal with whatever happens. You know, as somebody who spent my, my adult life in Wichita, it's, uh, it just sometimes has seemed like those aviation, all those aviation eggs in one basket has, has, has been great, but sometimes it's hurt us too. We've gone up and down sometimes on, on, on that. Booming and busting yeah. uh, is, is aviation. I'm sure probably still at the center, but uh, we have other things going on as well, I hope. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Look at, I mean, the Cargill decision to stay here with their protein headquarters uh, a couple of years ago was huge for this community. In fact, I think it really uh, kind of set a milestone for the momentum that we're experiencing right now in our community. A lot of positive things happening, like the new baseball stadium and, and other things. Uh, you know, the, I don't, believe I have really seen the swings that the community may have experienced in the past on aviation because uh, spirits business is so strong and uh, also it's that way in the general aviation sector as well. So, and you know, they have jobs they could fill right now if we could provide the talent for them. And I really see that as kind of the major challenge that we have when it comes to economic development right now is taking advantage of the opportunities we have by attracting and retaining good talent in Wichita. And that, in a large part, is why we're working on a project like the Riverfront Legacy, because we want to send a message to young people all over the Midwest uh, where Wichita is headed and, and invite them to be a part of that. You know, and that was my, my next question was the local unemployment rate just over 3%. Is it good news or bad news? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I have uh, been in situations uh, like Waterloo, Iowa, earlier in my career after a big layoff from John Deere in that community. Yeah. And so uh, there's problems with 12% unemployment, just as there are some challenges with 3% unemployment. But I would rather be dealing with the 3% unemployment challenges. Uh, and it all comes back to providing that skilled workforce pipeline that they need to grow. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that, the challenge of attracting and retaining qualified workers. Um, You've got to have a pretty much a, a group of people in the region who are working on this. Well, how can we attract these people to come here and stay here? Well, I have seen an amazing collaboration here in Wichita in the last couple of years from both the public and private sector on this issue of talent. Uh, you've seen organizations like the Greater Wichita Partnership step up and uh, are doing some uh, very intense marketing throughout the country right now to try to raise the awareness of Wichita on everybody's minds. Uh, you've seen uh, city and county leadership uh, 
work closer than ever with McConnell Air Force Base on trying to retain some of those airmen as they uh, transition out of military service, and that's something that we continue to focus on. And then you have seen the higher education community uh, led by Wichita State uh, Tech, for example, is trying to be very uh, adaptive to what the needs are in the community, and uh, certainly Butler, Newman, Friends, and Hutch College, and everyone else has been involved in that too, trying to really see how they can meet the needs of the business community and be flexible with their programming. You know, you bring up a good point, and I'm not familiar with other communities our size, but I don't know how many communities have as many post-secondary education, junior college, college, right around in this, this area. Seems like we have a lot of opportunities for people to be educated here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, We're very blessed. And it goes, I mean, it goes out, if you look at 50 miles and you bring in, you know, real assets like Cali Community College and uh, Tabor and, and Arch, others. Archduke, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so we're very blessed. But this situation we're facing on talent is not unique to Wichita. Uh, as I talk to my peers throughout the country, particularly in the metro level, uh, they're all working very hard to try to overcome that. And the key to success is just to differ- differentiate your community from others by being innovative and being collaborative and leveraging our resources the best we can. You know, this Wichita Promise project that WSU Tech and the Wichita Community Foundation done is just one example of how community organizations can partner to try to make a difference, and they're having a real impact. At one time, my wife worked for Renta Center when they had their headquarters here, Uh, and one of the things that uh, she always said was, we bring we bring in these high priced executives in here. She, this was back back in the day. The first thing they say is they can get about twice the quality or for their money when it comes to housing. To to buy a house here is really good, and uh, they just like the pace and the size of the community. There are some good talking points on Wichita. Oh, absolutely. You know that's why we put such an emphasis on our uh, on W our young professional program because. They now are probably in the top 10 organizations like that around the country. They have 3,500 members, and they are engaging that young talent in such a way, and they're connecting them with the community. And they're, they're giving young people an opportunity to be a leader here in Wichita that they don't get that same opportunity in bigger cities around the country. And so that, that stickiness that they are working on between young people and this community is very important to our future. I want to talk about specifically about a couple of things that are, I think are exciting things going on in the community and get your comments on it. Uh, let's start with Interest Bank Arena. Seems to be doing quite well. Oh, no question about that. What an asset. And, you know, that happened uh, shortly before my arrival, but I can't find anyone who uh, looks back and thinks that was a bad idea. But I understand it took two or three times before they passed that issue. And it barely <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but what a huge asset, and yeah. it's, it's paid for, and that tax was removed. And, you know, maybe there's a model there that we can use as we look at the riverfront on things like performing arts and convention centers. Yeah, it's a good model, I think. Wichita's new stadium coming along. You talked about the, the baseball, uh, the owner of the, of the franchise. Tell us about that. Absolutely. I think that's going to really change the environment in downtown Wichita, AAA baseball is huge, and I know in communities where it exists, it can really build a, 
momentum uh, in a community and have a team that the whole community is following uh, when basketball is not playing. Obviously, we already have a team to follow there, but to have a baseball team to follow and support and see the development that's happening around it, particularly in Delano, and it's going to be an exciting place for people of all ages to be and great family entertainment. They're, I understand keeping their prices very low, and uh, I think we're going to see a, a real success story on the on the west side of the river. And how about Eisenhower National Airport? Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yes. I, I know I've talked to a couple of people who, who arrived at that terminal for the first time and thought they were in the wrong community. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a dramatic impact and the design and – and the uh, the way they designed that to make it friendly to the traveler is yeah. just outstanding. It's certainly a wonderful first impression for Wichita. Now, in a few months, uh, not very long from now, the Kansas legislature will convene in Topeka. Uh, you talk about a couple of the specific goals that you might have for the chamber uh, with the legislature this year coming up? Well, I think very uh, uh, close to what we worked on and focused on last year, we're going to be talking about workforce development and how the state can be a partner in trying to build that pipeline uh, of talent in Kansas. Uh, mental health uh, is a big issue uh, and a, something that a coalition of business and, and uh, community leaders are working on right now in Wichita. In fact, we uh, our city-to-city trip uh, just last month was to San Antonio Texas, primarily because of a model they have there on dealing with the homeless and mentally ill and uh, the uh, drug abuse and things like that. And so I think that's going to continue to be a hot issue for our community and the chamber. And transportation uh, is very important. Our number one priority right now in the region is the North Junction uh, at that intersection just north of town. And we have communities in the region like Newton and McPherson and others that are stepping forward and identifying that project as their number one priority too. And so we're seeing a much more cohesive approach to transportation funding on needs like that, uh, here in South central Kansas than we've ever seen before. And I've talked to the sheriff and the police chief on several occasions about the issue of mental health and the fact that their officers are confronting people, on the streets who shouldn't be on the streets and putting them in the jail where they shouldn't go. Yeah. It is a big, this is a problem. There's a problem. No doubt about it. Absolutely. And there's certainly got to be a better way than having our, our police department spend that much time on that issue when there are other, uh, other things they need to be focusing on. Anything else you want to talk about today? Anything that's uh, really new and exciting that I haven't covered? Well, you know, uh, we're excited about the annual meeting again. Absolutely. And uh, I think we have two great speakers. It's going to be an entertaining evening. And uh, folks from any uh, side of the political spectrum, I think, are going to uh, get their uh, views heard at that, at that event. And we'd like to invite everybody to join us. Haven't you, uh, in the past, you've done Q&A. Will you do that with these two? Yes. Uh, That's again, always kind of fun. Somebody from the audience gets up and... Yeah, I'm not sure about questions from the audience, but I know that we'll have our board chairman, uh, Michael Monifrani, well prepared to uh, to address some issues uh, and steer the conversation towards something that'll be relevant to Wichita. So you've been in town a few years. What do you think? You like this place? We love Wichita. <laughs> you know, uh, I couldn't answer that any other way. Here's, here's a softball for <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for that. But no, my family loves it here. And uh uh, we're certainly glad that we moved here eight years ago. It's been a great experience for us. And where, did you, where were you before then? I was in Springfield, Illinois. Springfield, Illinois. Hey, 
That's where the President Abraham Lincoln is buried. Yes. I've only been there once. i got to go back because I've, I've become a Lincoln guy since I was a little boy. Yeah. And a lot of history there in Springfield. There absolutely is. All right. Well, listen, thank you again for spending some time with me, Gary. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure. We, we cover a lot of what's going on in Wichita, primarily in the business community. But the Chamber of Commerce is, as you can, you can uh, listen to what we've had to say, it's involved in a lot more things than just business. There's a lot going on here. Thanks again for spending some time with us. Our guest, Gary Plummer, President and CEO, Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.